Blog Talk Radio. You know, 
They had us all over the place, man. Eventually went to the Clippers. So we had the insiders telling us it was 98%, you know, whatever it be, that they were going to the Lakers. But little did we know to seeing Kawhi, you know, man, that boy is, he has to every adage that speaks to a person being, Um, he didn't even apply here. I just catch hard because of Kawhi. Kawhi had to shit up his sleeve, you know, and let nobody know and went about his business like a, a, a full motherfucking G. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about how the Clippers and the Lakers roster kind of filled out. And, uh, you know, Maybe some things we all should learn as some basketball fans, sports fans in general, about jumping to conclusions, man. But before I get to it all, got some family in the building expecting some more. Let me bring family in. Liddy again, Liddy again, I got it, we Liddy again. Liddy again, Liddy again, I got it, we did it, we Liddy again. RC, what up, family? Yo, yo, yo. What's good, JP? How you doing? How you doing? I bet you're um, in the same mood as a lot of NBA fan bases out there, along with the the Lakers being involved with the the duos that are getting set up around the league. I know one guy's got to be really excited, and it's the guy that you and I both know out in Houston, Texas. So... You know, <laughs> uh, should he be? Should here. he be? Should he be? Is the question. <laughs> should he really be excited? I think he is, man. I think he is. Deep down inside, Will is giggling and gushing right now. He strikes me as know. a big Russell Westbrook fan, and we'll get to that. I can't wait to get to the meat and potatoes of all that good stuff. But um, I'm loving what's going on in the NBA right now. Kawhi Leonard has truly brought balance and. Complete optimism for all fan bases. Everyone has a case for their team to make it so far. Wow. Just uh, for from my standpoint, we're chilling under the radar and going to let these young guys blossom. So the NBA is a really good place right now. I am so hyped for basketball next year, even though football is right around the corner. Now, R.C., for disclosure here, guys, R.C. is a Sacramento Kings fan. Yeah, I, I know. I know. I, I know. I know you're tripping. Like, it's how long could that be? Night. You know, you're like, how could that be? Um, but he's a Sacramento Kings fan. Now, unless you're a hardcore basketball fan, you maybe you just struggle to know who's on this team. They're not like a very nation notarized team like people you know they're just not a popular team you know and, and you know they have an obscure team I think you know we we know they have De'Aaron Fox uh, uh a guy like me of course a little deeper than others but you know I know they got Bagley and uh what one of Buddy Heald and after that I start to run out of names to some degree but mm-hmm. there's a bunch of dudes with like uh what are those things called uh Frohawks 
It's just a bunch of fucking dudes <laughs> running around with frohawks. And I don't know the difference with any of these motherfuckers. So, RC, <laughs> give us some projection on the Sacramento Kings, my friend. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, that was uh, When you put that in a group message, I was laughing as I was laughing right now because every time I watch the Kings games, I thought, man, all these young dudes, they all got the same goddamn haircut. It's true, yeah. man. You know, it's that young guy swag. But um, obviously, De'Aaron Fox is the most notarized player, um, mostly because of his rivalry with Lonzo Ball uh, in college and especially moving to the NBA. Uh, Buddy Heald had a magnificent, magnificent um, season last year. The Kings really came, got up, got over on the New Orleans Pelicans at the time. People were saying, Vladdy Vivox, an idiot for trading DeMarcus Cousins for Buddy Hill. Uh, and draft picks that he acquired, Harry Giles, for those hoop fans out there that know Harry Giles, he was the number one player coming out of high school over Michael Porter Jr. before his injury. And all the other great young studs that were in that class with Lonzo Ball and the year from before with Jason, uh, or the same with Jason Tatum and all those guys. Harry Giles had uh, two ACL injuries and they didn't know if he was going to make it back. He had a bounce back. He had a really good season last year for what it was worth. Brought him out slowly. A young guy who had load management. Load management is usually something for players who have been proven in this league, such as Kawhi Leonard, LeBron James. But you have to hold the young guy back and let him blossom in slowly as a late bloomer. He looked really good. Talking about uh, 6'10", 240 power forward, who is probably the best passer on the team. High IQ. Bogdan Bogdanovic, a guy that nobody really knows about, coming from Serbia, played pro for a very long time um, alongside of uh, with guys like Porzingis and uh, Luka Doncic. He's a second-tier player, but a um, very high IQ playmaker. A lot of these European players now, man, they don't come over with that same uh, uh, of belief that they're soft and scared of the brothers like they used to be back in the day when you're talking about a European player. Really good role player coming off the bench. Um, I think Marvin Bagley is going to be something special. Kid has just jumps out the gym, plays with his back to the basket, and runs the floor. Kid's got a lot of upside. As soon as he learns how to go to his right side, he's primarily left-handed and goes to his left hand a lot. He's going to block. What's Buddy Hill's ceiling? Um, I'll tell you what, man. I was not a big Buddy Hield fan coming out of college in Oklahoma. But we're talking about a guy, and we know the game's turned into a three-point game at this point in time in the NBA. But in his short stint in the NBA, three-point, uh, three-pointers made, he is, I believe, 12th in the NBA. Um. Uh, and this is a, a, amongst the greats that are put up in the short amount of time that they've been in the league. And last season was fourth in the NBA. And uh, his problem before Sacramento was he had no handle. His uh, off-season workouts had mostly been ball control. He showed that he can make plays off the ball and with the ball in his hands last year. Very surprising. It was uh, something nobody really expected. You know, the Kings got bashed because who takes a player that spent four years in college? That just don't happen nowadays. But Buddy Heald, I believe his ceiling could be up to 27 points per game. He's got the ultimate green light 
And um, right now, the soft season that he's been putting in the weight room looks like he's ready to be top three in the NFL in sacks. He's getting yoked up. Um, I like Buddy Heald a lot. These guys are going to be asking for money down the road, but for right now, we got him under this contract, and the Kings got a lot of money while they paid Harrison Barnes a $83 million deal. Some people might say that's ridiculous to pay a guy like Harrison Barnes that kind of money, but when you look at the bigger picture of it, Harrison Barnes is a 6'8 wingman who can guard the big small forwards because nowadays small forwards is where it's at. KD, Kawhi, LeBron, those guys out there like PG, you need someone that can match up with them. You know, um, this is one thing people will forget. Before the Kings acquired Harrison Barnes, they were they were still scoring. I think the Kings finished number three in the NBA, but or in scoring. But before they got Harrison Barnes, I believe they were sixth in NBA in scoring or fifth. They moved up to three. They might have finished at two at the end of the season. But their defense went from 14th before Harrison Barnes into five. So you're talking about a second half of the season after the trade went through where a team went from six to three on offense and 15 to five in defense. Uh, they got a formula. They got something brewing up there in Sacramento. And, and you know, hoop heads that know about a lot of these young guys that aren't really big household names, they know they got something cooking out there in Sacramento. This is the most hype I've been for a Sacramento King season since. Oh, man, we talk about when I was a senior in high school, you know? So, it's been a very long time since wow. I had this kind of optimism for basketball wow. coming out of the 916, JP. Oh, who knew that RC would give such a deep dive on such a shithole of a franchise? Uh, you, know, <laughs> you know, like you said, yeah, you know, the, those, those Lakers, uh, they got two banners that might not belong to them over there. Could have changed everything. But hey, neither here nor there. Things happen you for know, a reason. I mean, hey, if, if, if you think about happened. I, I was there for that. that. <laughs> oh, my heart broke for that. My my young you, heart you broke. You couldn't have been that, about but... five years old, RC. You had to be five years old. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, uh, little news flash. I'm 31 years of age right now. So when that happened, I was about saying um, 16 years old, something like that, in high school. So yeah, I was. What was that 2001? So That's like 2001. Uh, okay, yeah. No. Around that time, yeah, 2002, 2003. When Big so Shot Bob, Big Shot Bob, who tipped it out? Who was that that tipped it out? My nigga Vlade? Yeah. No, the Vlade was on the other team by then, wasn't he? Nah. <laughs> was hey, like Vlade Divac said about that shot, JP, remember what he said? We're all in the NBA. We can make Anybody can make that shot. Lucky shot. Yeah. Hey. Man, I'll never forget that, man. Sound the Just for that memory. And, you know, for the King's fans, man, I, I, I got something for y'all. Too. A lifetime of memory going down the drain. Yep, we got some old family. Let me bring them on. Because this is for the What up, Jonathan? Yo, 
Good evening, everyone. What's good? How you feeling tonight, family? It's Thursday night. A lot of the young people party on these type of nights. Usually, RC is about the town, but he has time tonight. So what usually older guys yep. like us, we're doing nothing but the same old thing. But uh, I mean, I'm just looking forward to going to sleep in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's, that's old guy talk. But, man, we, we'll jump right into it, man. We'll jump right into it. But let's, let's do the recap first. Uh, I just got to say, man, I, I felt led astray. I, they sent me on an emo, emotional roller coaster. And most of all, Chris Broussard. You know, Chris Broussard really sent me on an emotional roller coaster to the point where, dude, I thought we had, I thought Kawhi was in a Laker jersey already. And in retrospect, I, I do not like, you know, what, what they sent us all through, man. It felt like, are you truly insiders? Are these sources? Are these, these reports that you're reporting really real? Are you just like me? Wait until Woj breaks the shit Because that's what it seems like And so for them suckers I have a tribute I'd like to play Where will Kawhi Leonard end up? My answer is the Los Angeles Lakers (laughs) We're going to dismiss The biggest story that came out today The biggest mistake that would happen Would be Kawhi Leonard to the Lakers. It's that not is done it deal, is wishful thinking. But, but I'm going to okay. leave a little space mm. for the Raptors and very little for the Clippers. Very little for the Clippers. There's also a rumor that Kawhi is leaning towards the Lakers. Yeah, he's in the Lakers already. Uh, they signed Kawhi? I believe he'll end up with the Lakers. They're his first choice. Now, the Clippers, I'm told there's a concern on Kawhi's part of who's the second guy. Like, is there enough? If y'all didn't quite get it, let me say it again. I'm here to stay. All he want to talk with you, I want to hear what you got to say, because I already know what's going to happen about 6 o'clock this afternoon. Lakers in three. We're about to go 83 and 0. You're 98, 99. Not that. I'm 90. Four ninety five. <laughs> <laughs> I still believe he's going to be a Laker. Before it's all said and done, before twenty twenty five, we could have twenty titles. My friend Chris Broussard reported this morning that the Clippers are officially out. Out this morning from Woj. Teams have simply been told this: if information on your presentation gets out, you are really imperiling your chance of signing Kawhi Leonard. They want it to be private. That's interesting, because the only team that's kept it quiet and private has been the Clippers, and they're out. Maybe that's like why free agency is so Well, there you have it, man. That's the roller coaster I went on. I was sending all kind of inflammatory texts to people, talking shit. I don't like to talk shit and then be completely wrong and humbled. I like to talk shit with my chest out, shirt off, balls hanging. But I had to humble myself to some degree with all the shit I was talking because we didn't land Kawhi. And you know what I most of all wanted to do? Because Jonathan, I always felt had it out for magic. You know, I always felt there was this this disdain for magic and the, the, the types of magic, the jock, the big smile, who just has always had it his way 
just because he's the cool kid. People get tired of the cool kid. But I wanted to come in here and, you know, just for the sake of Magic Johnson, and so Magic could say. Nigga, when my name come up, respect it. Let's go. Stop playing with my fucking name. Oh, <laughs> how fucking bad that I just want to just be like, Jonathan, you blasphemous son of a gun, you. How dare you speak on Magic like that? Magic. Nigga, when my name come up, respect it. Let's go. Stop playing with my fucking name. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. So let's get into it. Let's let's talk about that stuff, man. Look, the reports fucked us up. And do we think it was actually anything to do with magic? You know, do we think magic mm-hmm. had anything to do with it? So look, I'm going to set it up like this. Did Kawhi just set it all up and it had nothing to do with magic and it was the Clippers the whole time? And what about the reporters? RC, start it off. Oh, man. Um, it's funny you say how Jonathan had it out for Magic Johnson because when all this had first started, um, I thought that Chris Bouchard was just getting a little too hyped up hanging out with Shannon, you know. But as I looked at <laughs> shucking it. And driving, shucking and driving, shucking and driving, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I looked at it from a far away perspective though for a second. I was like, because once the Lakers had got AD, Magic Johnson tweeted out, congratulations. He did say genie bus first, but then he did say, you know, to Rob Linka, congratulations on getting the deal done essentially the deal that I couldn't get done. Congratulations. And I was like, hmm, what's Magic Johnson's angle on this? Because if a guy got selected over me to lead a franchise that I love as much as Magic Johnson loves the Lakers, there's going to be a little bit of envy, a little bit of spite, bad taste, however you want to put it. Kawhi obviously wanted things on the hush. And Magic Johnson, whether it happened after and that would be Kawhi's camp saying to keep things on the hush after Magic has started spewing, uh, you know, saying, oh, man, he's he's going to come over here. We're going to get him. He was uh, preaching to anybody who would listen. And at that time, everybody's listening. The Kawhi watch 2019 was crazy. But I think Magic had it out for Rob. And if he – I'm pretty sure all parties included knew from the beginning that this wanted to be on the hush-hush from Kawhi Leonard's camp. Magic, I think, this is just my theory. I think Magic knew that they wanted to keep things on the hush. So how could I prevent Rob Palenka, the guy that I have spiked, the guy that I've put out nationally for being a backstabber? Why, what, what can I do to make sure he don't get the ultimate super team of all super teams? This would eclipse, oh it eclipse Magic by far. The eclipse, anything the Warriors did. I think Magic was like super mega team. Maybe I, maybe I could make a little bit of noise to make sure that I rub Kawhi the wrong way in his camp to make him oh stay away from Oh my God! Oh my God! I don't fuck with you. Hey, hey, Magic. Preach, I see. Preach. 
You're a full of shit. Might, You're full of shit. He might have been a double agent, man. I think that he was like doing this purposely because he did not want Rob Palenka to go from laughingstock GM to the ultimate mastermind and getting the preach, RC preach. I won't two, allow it. Or two guys in the top five to play alongside LeBron James. Magic Johnson could not live with that. He could not live with with that Rob Palenka pulling off something that he so desperately wanted to achieve, being when what he thought was the GM that was pulling all the strings in Los Angeles. That that, that Magic Johnson, a lot of fight runs through that man. And it's not oh just all clouds and sunshine. Magic Johnson <laughs> might be that, that double agent, the Stephen Devil, that prevented Kawhi Leonard. From I don't fuck with nope. you. I'm, I, this is just my theory. I don't know, man. I'm just the guy. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man! You, you, y'all, are something else, man. I can't believe this this level of blasphemy. Y'all should never, Jonathan. You should move out of Los Angeles. RC, you should never come back because you cannot <laughs> talk <laughs> about magic like this. This See, is magic bullshit. got you fooled, JP. He knew he knew he could fool a few amount of the fans, but I'm looking at it from a far away perspective, and it's like, man, you know, if I was Magic and I had hate for this guy, Rob Palinka, the guy I called a backstabber, oh, Magic yeah. will always be the prince of the city. Nigga, when my respect. name come up, respect it. Let's go. Stop playing with my fucking name. Y'all are blasphemous, man. <laughs> Jonathan, go ahead, man. Do your thing. Go ahead. Is this on? Okay. Yeah. Well, well, here's here's the thing. I gotta piggyback off RC because, well, in this in this sense, because let's be real about it. I mean, you know, we're going back to the same thing that we keep that people keep mentioning. Well, the main thing that I keep mentioning about Magic is that. The man can't shut up. He can't. <laughs> he can't shut up. Like for the Preach, life, for, it, it, it's, it's almost like it's almost like the guy is like it's almost like the man is like uh, you know I forgot who said it whether it was ESPN or Fox said man Magic wanted to quit the Lakers so he could start tweeting so he could start you know so he could start talking without any repercussions so he doesn't get, you know, tampering fines or, you know, things. I mean, it's just, it's just insane that, you know, it, it, it's like he, I'm, I'm, t- I'm telling you, JP, listen, the, the man really thought he could still be Magic Johnson and run the Lakers as the VP. He really thought he could do that. I really sure. feel that Magic didn't really fully him. understand what okay, it doesn't matter that Kawhi requested him. I mean, RC said it. I mean, everybody knew, everybody had to know that Kawhi's camp wanted everything to be hush hush. That they wanted to, be, and then the minute, uh, the minute, uh, Uncle, uh, what's his name, Uncle, Uncle Dennis walks out the room, Magic is like scavenging for the first reporter so he can say something. Be like, listen, I talked to Kawhi and he's coming because I talked to him. I'm pretty sure that's the extent of what Magic thinks because, you know, at the same time, look, there are still people mm-hmm. like like JP that feel that Magic is untouchable and 
the other half of Los Angeles is like me that's more realistic and understands what this guy did or tried to do to the organization that he quote-unquote loves to death or the family that he quote-unquote loves to death. The thing is, is that Ooh. he tried to be magic. He tried to be magic, and he tried to be the VP, and it didn't work. At the end of the day, think about the two things that this guy said when he did his exit uh, conference. He said, I want to be magic. I couldn't be magic being the VP, and this guy's backstabbing me. I mean, at the same time, I mean, the guy, I, I mean, I get it. I mean, I'm, I'm on board with Rob Magic Kaninka was being a backstabber. Magic was requested here. Now, Nobody, when, okay. Now, you have to consider, was this a, a, just a plan for leverage and to stall time for Kawhi to be able to make his move with Paul George and OKC? You're going directly to blame this on Magic, and that's what I, I don't like. But the, but the thing is, but, the thing, but at the end of the day, JP, we're not going to know if, in fact, Kawhi was holding the Lakers hostage so that the Clippers can get a deal done. I mean, when you look at it retrospectively, yes, it looks like Kawhi held the Lakers hostage so that the Clippers can get a deal done. It's almost like Kawhi was thinking like, well, if these guys can't get the deal done, I'm just going to slide in with the Lakers. Because if they can't get another superstar into this, into this franchise, then there's no point to me signing with the Clippers. I mean, everything indicates exactly to what you're talking about. Like, you know, Kawhi holding the, 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 the franchise hostage, but there's still the element of him not shutting up, of him not, not honoring what Kawhi it, It's Colin, you know, you put it on the clip. Colin said, you know, everybody is keeping it quiet, especially the Clippers. Everyone, the only team that was really abiding by the rules were the Clippers. So how do we know that that didn't play a factor? There's nothing that doesn't indicate that that wasn't a factor. So at the end of the day, I mean, I mean, I, I mean, that's a beautiful theory that RC had about magic sabotaging. Uh, I, I I wish I would have thought about that because I mean I would have been all over that. I would have been all over that. He's not he's not sabotaging the Lakers. He loves the Lakers. But he's sabotaging the guy that he called a backstabber. But you see, but, I don't know about but the you thing guys, is, but I would never It's collateral damage, though. But it's collateral oh, yeah. damage, though. I mean, he has to understand that w- the way he's oh. trying to screw this guy over, he's screwing the organization over. I mean, it, it, yeah. it's, I mean, well, maybe not screwing them over, but he's making them look bad. He's making the organization look bad. Oh, yeah. I mean, I... So I mean the best example I think I put I put was Jimmy Johnson and uh and Jerry Jones. I mean you you knew that there was a rift, you knew that there was a beef as to why Jimmy Johnson left the Dallas Cowboys, but it wasn't until years later that he finally came out and said, Yeah, you know what? It, it was because of this, 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 this and that. But he didn't damage the franchise because he knew that there were still people in place that he cared about and that he wanted to see them succeed. He didn't want to make them fail because he wanted to see Jerry Jones fail. Why couldn't Magic mm-hmm. take that approach? A great Why couldn't he take that approach? Why couldn't and, Magic? And let me ask this real quick. Yeah. I'm not going to uh, allow uh, much more of this. <laughs> let me just ask you this, JP. Because, okay, when Magic had tweeted out, congratulations to Jeannie and Rob, did you find that to be genuine and sincere, or? Uh, no, that was a Judas. That was a Judas kiss. That 
That was the kiss of Judas. Oh, yeah. That's what that was. Oh, yeah. That was the kiss of Judas. I ain't fucking with y'all. Look, man, we got some more family on. Hopefully he's using the voice of reason, and I'm sure he'll be again. Let me bring in my boy. Welcome to Atlanta where the players play And we ride on them things like every day Big beats hit streets, see gangsters roaming And parties don't stop till 8 in the morning Welcome to Atlanta where the players play And we ride on them things like every day Big beats hit streets, see gangsters roaming uh-huh. And parties don't stop yeah. till 8 uh-huh. in the morning the party What's good with you, Notch? Man, I'm real disappointed listening so far, man. I'm real disappointed, man. Speak on it, player. All right. First things first, this idea that any of these things happened because of Rob, like, nah, that's not how this works at all. We're talking about clutch, and we're talking about the players having certain relationships and wanting to make all of this happen. This is not about Rob. Rob was the guy who was filling out the paperwork and faxing it over, emailing it over. Like, that's about it. Uh, this is not the, the the mastermind of Rob Palenka as a GM. Like, let, let's, let's put a stop to that one real quick right there. Uh, second point, Kawhi is not some emotional dude. Oh, they leaked it? Well, I'm going to go over here and change my life drastically and do this whole different move. He was never signing with the Lakers to begin with. He was taking the meetings and everything, yeah, but he was never signing with the Lakers. He wanted to be the Clippers or the Toronto deal. Uh, they basically were able to kind of pull off the trade because the Clippers gave up the house. Once they gave up the house, OKC was like, oh, hell yeah, let's go restart this rebuild. Let's get it popping. And essentially, no matter what, we got the cursed franchise with the Clippers bringing in a guy with shoulder problems and another guy in Kawhi who's had leg and lower extremity problems. And people are acting like these dudes are walking in with a clean bill of health. Like, how, how many times have we seen this Clippers story before? Oh, the, this is the new Clippers. This is going to be different. It's not going to be different. This is going to end the same way all Clipper things end. So I don't know why people are scared of them. But, but so what's what you thing, saying? So what's you saying? Now not, they ain't going to be good? Hold on, hold on. I ain't even done with that. But hold on. This whole thing about magic, like, did we not learn anything for the past two weeks about people telling you they got sources and inside information? No. They get leaks and they get information, but that don't mean that it's accurate. Sometimes they got a show to do, and this is the best thing that they got. They pay for, they, they, they catch after the, the uncle or nephew, whoever told them, whatever little tidbit, they little $500, and then they go on air and tell the story. And this Magic thing is a similar thing. Magic Johnson was not going to turn Kawhi Leonard uh, one way or the other. Kawhi wanting him at the meeting, that's a thing of respect. That's a dude, a L.A. dude saying, I want Magic to be there because I don't like what happened to Magic and you know, mm-hmm. we got a good relationship, so I want him to be there. Kind of shout out to an OG. But he was never coming to L.A. And then let's stop saying this whole hostage thing. The moves that the Lakers made, which are good moves, which could have been better if they didn't even concentrate on Kawhi like I was saying they should have done and just focused on getting everybody else and loading up a deep roster, you can't be held hostage voluntarily. Kawhi can't make you uh, sit on your money or or not sign people because you're waiting on him to make a decision. That ain't being held hostage. 
That's called being a duck. So when you want to talk about Rob Palick as a GM, that's where you get into Rob Palick as a GM. You know what I'm saying? Like sitting around waiting on Kawhi to make a decision. And let, let's be honest. Kawhi was going to play off the ball and be the third scorer with LeBron and AD. Like, is that really realistic? Because I don't think it is. Like I said, I don't think that was ever going to happen. And people got played, but they played themselves. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, that's what I'm talking about. Now, <laughs> You know, these boys, you know, they're young, you know, and they they got vitriol in them. It's vitriol in them, you know. For some reason, they don't want to put that proper respect on Magic Smith. Yeah, let's just tell y'all some more lies in the next couple of days about what inside sources told him during this process. Like, that's what's coming because people got to do shows. They got to have content. And we got to stop kind of falling for the okie doke, man. Shout yeah, out to Magic, you know, but yeah, Magic one way or the other was not swaying this, man. I'm sorry. Well, ah. I'll say this. There was one person <laughs> that kind of had this thing right the whole time, unfortunately. I, I kind of got a love-hate relationship with him. But uh, old Skippy Dip, he said, oh, number two, he'll do it to you. And he did it to us. Let's listen to Skip, man. Then the last laugh I got because I just sat back and I said, he just did to the Lakers exactly (laughs) what he did to my Spurs. He is number two and always will be number two to me because in the end, he burned you just the way he burned me. He, He duped the Lakers, I believe, into really believing they had a shot at signing him. And they hung on and they hung on when all along, I think from the start, his heart was set on Clippers. Mm -hmm. So he took you, Lakers, and the media for one long ride. And it seemed endless. It was a hell of a ride. He played all of us like a fiddle. And in the end, I had to step back and and applaud how brilliantly devious this guy was. Because this is devious to me. Yeah. It fucking was, man. It truly he was. You didn't play nobody. You played yourself. He's a free agent. You put your bid in, and you don't sit on your hands and wait. You start figuring out, okay, how are we going to fit off this roster? How? What pieces do we want? I, I agree so, with that. I, I, I agree with that, too. I, I just think sure. this was stupid to begin with. They shouldn't even went after If I was Genie huh? Bus or something like or or somebody in power with the Lakers organization, first of all, I'm going to be like this. You got a deadline, bro three days to sign with us or not. We shouldn't have to convince you to be a Laker. You know how many banners we got up there? But, you know, everybody runs business different. And even if they did get Kawhi, I don't think he's taking a backseat to a guy in LeBron James who is lucky to even be on an all-NBA team at number three. We're talking about the finals MVP. This would have been Kawhi Mm -hmm. AD's team. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Oh, yeah. What? But, I mean, but... Shout out to Kawhi, but when we're talking about basketball, let's not do this thing where we say the Lakers didn't make the playoffs, therefore LeBron's not as good. Like, let's not do that. Let's not do that. I feel this people are really, no, but I mean, we're just being I mean, more of where LeBron is. But more, but more Kawhi where I'm coming from as far as last year. No, he, he was, but I think where, where the Lakers were coming from, 
in the sense of like waiting for Kawhi. I don't think they did it in the sense of being uh, a duck or a lame duck or just, or I mean, because they can, at this point, once you had Anthony Davis locked up with LeBron James, you kind of had the, I mean, let, let's be honest, the way they filled up the roster after Kawhi signed was very, very good. I mean, they signed a lot of key players. They did exactly what they were supposed to do. So at the same time, I think it was worth the gamble to wait to see if you had a chance to sign Kawhi because you already had Anthony Davis. I mean, say how, how, however we want to say it, the pairing of Anthony Davis and LeBron James is still far superior than Kawhi and Paul George. However you want to right, look at right, it. Right, right. I mean, but, Anthony but, but Davis or Anthony Davis. My point is, every, every hour that passed that you didn't get a guy, you had to move down the list to a guy who you saw as a little bit lesser than. So let's say you get but, Bogdanovich instead of Utah getting Bogdanovich. You see what I'm saying? I'm not saying that they didn't make good yeah. moves. But I like the moves they made, but they could have been even better if you just say, okay, we don't, we're not even interested in chasing Kawhi because the amount of, of roster space and cap space that will be necessary after that, we're going to be a thin team. Let's just instead just go after these second-tier guys and really build this out. I like what they got. So I like Avery Bradley. I like the market. Yeah. I like all of yeah. these signings. JaVale for the low key. You can't beat that. Like everything except KCP is golden. He paid too much for Danny Green. I didn't <laughs> like that part, but it is what it is. But, you know, overall, I like the roster build, but it could have been better. That's my point. If you don't know, it's a, it's a clock. You know what I'm saying? So, Every yeah. hour. Let's, let's, uh, let's, think, let's, let's, let me get to some of this roster talk. So, I got some sound on the roster. Let me see if this, this is the right one. One second. Maybe you're waking up to the biggest story of, well, the last few months. Breaking news from overnight that the Clippers are making a trade for Paul George, clearing the way for Kawhi Leonard to sign with the Clippers on a four-year, $141 million deal. George reportedly requested the trade earlier this week. Uh, Woj is also reporting that the Raptors were floated a deal that would involve George and Russell Westbrook, but found the deal was too prohibitive. OKC, however, still gets... Wrong one. Here we go. Well, 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 well. Player movement didn't kill the NBA now, did it, all you fearmongers? This morning, I've got the Clippers, the Lakers, the Jazz, the Bucks, the Celtics, the Sixers, the Nuggets, the Blazers, the Rockets, and the Warriors. Ten loaded, legitimate NBA playoff teams. And I think about eight to nine of those could win the NBA championship. Maybe all ten. I love Denver. All the fear mongers killing the NBA super teams. All go, do, 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 do. nah, didn't work. Leagues never had more parity. Seven of the last ten years, a new champion, and I've got no idea who's winning next year. A salary cap league, they can't all go to the same place. B, the market corrected itself. Toronto won with one star. C. I do think LeBron was the soul of the NBA for about a decade. He's no longer the Pied Piper. People don't follow his every move. Folks, we live in a country now where everybody is in such a rush to race to Twitter and social media to win the argument. We never let it. I'm not getting what I want out of either of those. Anyway, guys, we was trying to get to this Laker roster. One of them things was eventually get to it. But I'm lost on it at this point. But Lakers did have some good pickups, man. I love Avery Bradley. Um, Jared Dudley, I can't believe, is still 
around the NBA. How is that possible, man? That dude just still around. Uh, JaVale, like you guys said, I, I think that's a good pickup. Boogie Cousins, you know, so I'm, I'm feeling optimistic. I always wondered how it would go with Kawhi, LeBron, AD, and a bunch of, you know, you know, average dudes after that. So I, I, I like this more. RC, how do you how do you think the roster fill out? I think it filled out fair, to be honest. Uh, good luck with Demarcus Cousins. Uh, I've dealt with that headache for eight long seasons, and every season I'm gonna grow up. I'm gonna be better than I've ever have. I'm gonna fit, cut my technical fouls down, and all I know is he was a part of the Warriors team that fell apart. Uh, a lot of mileage on that guy. A lot of mileage on a lot of those guys. Uh, Kuzma's obviously a good part to keep. I'm glad that the Lakers had enough sense to keep that young man because he's got some uh, potential all-star um, in his future. Um, KCP, uh, that that one, you know, uh, waste of money, I think. Uh, Javel McGee's proved he went from Shaq and a fool to looking like a pretty damn good center that can run with LeBron. That was good. Um, you know, I just think that uh, they're one injury away from the, the wheels possibly falling off. Uh, LeBron being the point guard, that's probably one of the smartest moves that they could have made now that a roster could spread out with, you know, Danny Green. Um, I'm not sure if they want to have Kuz be a six-man or not. But um, all in all, I think it's fair. Uh, but they still have LeBron James, you know, arguably the best player in the league maybe, you know. Uh, this is going to be interesting to see how he comes out next year. Anthony Davis is a very good player, top five in the league, I think, when healthy. Keyword, when healthy. Um, but it's just it's going to be a push, man. This is going to be a, 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 a grueling schedule for anybody in the West. There's only three teams that are out of it in the West. That's the Minnesota Timberwolves, the Phoenix Suns, and the Oklahoma City Thunder. Those are the three teams that are for sure not doing nothing next year. Those three teams are, are teams nobody's worried about. Other than that, the schedule is going to be grueling for everybody. Uh, so I think load management will be a key to having uh, uh, the Lakers' success uh, loud on the future with it because they're going to have – I don't think LeBron's taking no more than 12 games off next year. They're going to talk about load management with LeBron and make sure he's going to be good. LeBron wants to play. I don't think he's taking more than 12 games off next year. Anthony Davis, we'll see how that works. They have to definitely um, try to keep DeMarcus Cousins healthy. He's, uh, you know, he's had some bad, uh, unfortunate injuries that have happened. And I got a lot of love for DeMarcus Cousins. Uh, but, you know, the big man's got a lot of miles on him. He's going to have to be real close with LeBron as far as taking care of his body moving into next year. So, um, I think I think they did fair. I think they did a uh, a good enough job for scrambling around getting town and how much time they had uh, to do so. Yeah. yeah. I think Colin touched on something and talking about the NBA parody, you know, Jimmy Butler going down to South beach, doing his thing. You might get somebody going down there. Uh, you know, what, what's happened in Philadelphia who seems to have a, you know, somewhat of a clear cut path to the Eastern conference now, but they still got Milwaukee. You got Boston, uh, Kyrie and KD going to Brooklyn and we had a report today. I don't know if y'all heard, man. Um, KD never even told the Nets he was coming. He just said, "Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm coming." They they didn't knew that franchise didn't know that he was coming until we knew he was coming. 
and that was I found that to be amazing, like how that that worked out. But uh, Jonathan, how the how the roster filled out in in the parity in the league, bro? I mean, as far as the parity in the league, I mean, I think I I think it goes back to those conversations that we've had before, as far as you know. Sunshine and women is available nowadays everywhere. So, the but the thing is, is that when it comes to parity, it, it, it's more of the contract situation because when it comes to the salary cap, teams have to spend the certain amount of money, which is why, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a pretty bad example for the Lakers, but at the same time, it's like it kind of goes with the argument about the parity, at least, is because when the Lakers signed – uh, Timothy Timothy Mozgov and they signed Luol Deng. That was mostly because number one, those were the only guys I wanted to sign, and number two, they needed to fill the cap. You know, because if you don't if you don't spend that cap money, you're going to be penalized. So you know, a, a lot a lot of the teams are able to sign these players and offer these max contracts because they have to. It's like you know, Miami may not have Miami may not have had Jimmy Butler as their number one option. But at the same time, he was the best available player, and they need to fill that money. So parity in the NBA is going to be more and more and more as the salary cap increases every year so that players, you know, have the opportunity to go get their money wherever it is that they can get it. If, in fact, you're running into situations like Golden State, you're running into situations like Philadelphia where you have a bunch of players that you're going to be offering that contract to. And this was kind of, you know, writing on the wall when it came to the Golden State Warriors. Everybody knew that someone was going to be sacrificed, whether it was KD, whether it was Clay, whether it was going to be Draymond for next year. And, you know, now we kind of see, you know, Kevin Durant, as you said, you know, now that report that you just – I didn't know about that, about Kevin Durant just uh, signing himself to the to the net. That kind of makes – it kind of makes sense now. It kind of makes sense how, you know, he kind of exited himself – from Golden State so that he could have other opportunities somewhere else. Uh, so at least that's how I feel about the parity. I think the parity was inevitable. I think the way uh, the NBA is constructed with that salary cap, players were going to go and disperse however, you know, they were going to see fit. More on the sense of, like, you know, making sure that only two Supermax contracts are on, you know, a current roster. But, you know, parity, you know, with the salary cap has made it a lot a lot better, at least for the league. And then as far as the Lakers go, I mean, they have two of the best rim protectors in the league. I mean, you're talking – I mean, I think if you put – Anthony Davis is, is pretty much Rudy Gobert-type defense, and then DeMarcus Cousins, DeMarcus Cousins went healthy. I mean, I, I think they have, they've addressed the issue – I don't know if you, I don't know if you correct me if I'm wrong, but this kind of reminds me of the Shaq and Kobe, Shaq and Kobe days. You know when you know we had good wing defenders, but the but the heart of that defense was Shaq in the middle when he did the rim protection. And I think the Lakers kind of addressed that with Javale, with Demarcus Cousins, and especially with Anthony Davis, that they're going to really protect that rim. That they're really going to have that rim protection because the wings are going to be able to get around that, and they're going to be able to flush him into that middle, and, you know, we could see what happens, but, you know, because that's one of the things right now when it comes to the Lakers is, you know, the defense, they're going to really have to learn that Frank Vogel team defense that he kind of enforced over there in Indiana, because, I mean, I'm not saying that Frank Vogel is going to be, I mean, I don't know what we really have in Frank Vogel, because 
there's about three head coaches on that squad. But Frank Vogel did have the number one ranked defense when he was the head coach of the Indiana Pacers during those years that they were going to the Eastern Conference Finals. So maybe some of that can, trans- can translate into this season, you know, so it could be a more successful season than what we've seen in the last six seasons. Yep, yep. Nods, league parity, Laker roster. Talk about it, bro. Uh, just like normally, uh, Colin Cowherd is going to be wrong about this. There's no such thing as parity in the NBA because the talent discrepancy is so huge when you talk about superstars as opposed to just all-stars. So we're going to see some of these teams who look good on paper. Uh, they're going to have chemistry issues. They're going to have to, you know, get used to each other and run their sets and all of that. So some of these teams are going to disappoint, and we're going to end up where we normally end up where, you know, four, possibly five teams have a chance to win the chip, and we'll know that by midseason. But right now, everything looks good on paper, and we're we're crowning people who really haven't earned anything. But we'll, we'll see how that plays out, man. But I don't believe in parity in basketball just because the talent is so rare, meaning – the NFL has seven rounds in the draft for a reason. The NBA has two. And the majority of the first rounders are going to make the team, but everybody else, man, it's dicey as hell every year about just making a roster, let alone making an impact on the team. So I don't think that parity thing is going to hold up. We'll see how that goes. But you have the opportunity to compete. And never forget this about the salary cap. The salary cap is an artificial containment of NBA ownership on spending money and not allowing stars and other players to get their full worth. So because stars have a ceiling on how much they can make, it trickles the money down to the, you know, the middle and the lower tier guys who make more money than they should, but it caps everything off and keeps everything uh, to where management can kind of deal with it as they want. But, you know, that's what the salary cap does. If you had to pay LeBron what he's actually worth, you know how crazy that would be? Like, if you had to pay Steph Curry what he's actually worth, how crazy that would be? Uh, so, you know, that, that, that's what you're looking at with a salary cap, and that goes for every sport. Yeah, yeah. No free markets uh, out here, homie. I, I, I do disagree in the sense of – now, I think it's a combination of things, but it's definitely more talent in the NBA – to me than in prior decades, you know, there's just more, I guess, elite level players. I think the top 10 now is a, a closer knit top 10 than it was last decade. And I, I, I can't prove that, you know, I don't have anything, you know, sitting in front of me, but I just believe if you go, you know, LeBron, Kawhi, AD, Harden, uh, Curry, you know, that that top five is really elite and really, you know, competitively where you could place one, two, three in in a lot of different ways, Durant, you know, to that mix. So past decade, you know, Kobe was clear cut. You know, nobody was there. Maybe like you could argue Tim Duncan or something like that. But after those two, it was a, a pretty big drop off. And that's why you had these dynasties running. Uh, now there's going to be, you know, with the, this break, you know, this parity starts after the dynasty in Golden State ends. So now we don't have anybody or anything that, at least on our radar, our, our forecast, that looks like a team that's going to run it for three years straight. Uh, 
You know, so uh, Le- that's where I think we got LeBron a lot of parity. LeBron is going to lead the league. LeBron is going to lead the league in assists, and Anthony Davis is going to be an MVP candidate. I'm telling you that right now. We Ooh, are really like- undervaluing how good Anthony Davis is, and people are going to be shocked when they see what he looks like. Uh, you know, with better teammates. You said that. You've been saying that. You've been saying that. You've been saying that. I mean, but, uh, I, I agree with that. One, I agree with that one hundred percent because I think the people that don't understand what Anthony Davis brings to the table are probably people that don't really watch the Pelicans. So they don't really watch the NBA to see how. I mean, the comparisons between Anthony. I mean, I'm not saying that it's a legit comparison because Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is is on another stratosphere. But at the same time, like, the comparison is that this type of player that's available for the Lakers to get, this is what I I hate when it comes to listening to sports radio, these stupid-ass callers that call in and they say, oh, why did the Lakers give up so much for Anthony Davis? That's because these people don't understand what the guy brings to the table. This guy is probably the most valuable asset since Kareem Abdul-Jabbar to be traded that way. I mean, that's, that's just the caliber of what Anthony Davis brings to the table. And, and that's why I feel that, you know, I know I'm probably going to jump back into that Kawhi thing, but I actually do think that that's why the Lakers kind of did what they did because they felt that they have two out of the top five players in the league. And, you know, they felt that they could have afforded, they could afford that time because they had that player in Anthony Davis. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Um, before we wrap on that, man, and get to the to the real meat we want to talk about today, which is the Westbrook trade, I, I'm, I'm excited to hear what you guys think. I just want to say, you know, this is Los Angeles, and Magic will always be the motherfucking Prince King, however you want to cut it, in Los Angeles. Jonathan, you need to hear this. Nigga, when my name come up, respect it. Let's go. Stop playing with my fucking name. You know, and and that goes... Forever. It's day. To this day. To this day. Don't speak on Magic like that, man. Don't speak on Magic Kobe. like that. Shit. Uh, Kobe's yo, my guy. Kobe's my guy. That's that's Kobe is everybody's guy, but Magic is, the, you know, the, the 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 first son. You know, you know, it's just Magic, man. I I think everybody knows that. You know, Nodge is in another state, and he knows that. I believe Nodge knows that. You know that, right, Nodge? Oh, yeah. Magic's one of the greatest to ever do it. Uh, also, one of the greatest uh, job getters who is bad at jobs to ever get jobs, too. That's, that's the other part of Magic. Shout out to the OG. Absolutely. <laughs> but today, today we got a little bit of uh, some some big breaking news. Russell Westbrook has been traded to the Houston Rockets. Now, they've they've basically given up. The Rockets gave up the farm. I mean, the Thunder, you know, they got 15 picks this offseason. OKC did. 15 picks. So, lots happened there, man. I want to hear what you guys have to say about this Russell Westbrook trade to the Rockets, a dynamic that I think is very interesting in in two elements. You have personality 
and then you have skill, you know, and how these guys mesh. You know, I, I don't believe, me personally, that Russell Westbrook's game is efficient in today's NBA. But we'll get into all of that. But before we do, we got to give my man a little burn and let him talk about it. And you know who he is, man. Look, I have a love-hate relationship with him. I feel he coons. But I always give him burn on the heavy-handed edition. Stay off the weed. It's stay off the weed. And you can't stay off the weed. He ain't getting busted. I always got to give Stephen A. some love on here, man, just because, you know, I, 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 I fucks with Stephen A. So here's what Stephen A. and them have to say and a little bit about today's trade. Got some breaking news on SportsCenter. The NBA stealing all the headlines again. Our man Adrian Wojnarowski reporting Russell Westbrook on his way to Houston. The Thunder agreeing to trade the eight-time All-Star to the Rockets for Chris Paul. Two first-round picks and two first-round pick swaps. The Thunder GM Sam Presti worked with Westbrook and his agent to move the former MVP to his preferred destination, and that's a reunion with James Harden. Here's what the deal looks like. Russ and Harden, of course, were teammates for three seasons with the Thunder. Westbrook follows Paul George at OKC after George requested a trade to the Clippers to join Kawhi Leonard in Los Angeles. The Thunder have now acquired eight first-round picks since last month's NBA draft. Yes, so I've heard the news. I've heard the news. Russell Westbrook is going to Houston. He's teaming up with James Harden yet again. They went from the eighth seed to the fourth seed to the number two seed three consecutive years before finishing their tenure together in an NBA Finals berth against the Miami Heat, losing to LeBron James and those boys in five. We know this. D-Wade, of course. But here's the bottom line. We've been talking about the Los Angeles Lakers. We've been talking about the Los Angeles Clippers. How about the Houston Rockets now? Russell Westbrook, clearly a more athletic point guard who's unstoppable one-on-one, who can get to the hole at will, who's bigger than CP3 and more formidable offensively than CP3, teaming up with his man James Harden, who clearly had had enough for CP3 and vice versa. What does this mean for the Houston Rockets? Where are they in the championship picture? Is it time to sit up there and throw them back into the mix? Is it time to sit up there and say, hey, the Clippers, the Lakers, hold on a second. It ain't the title ain't exactly yours all of a sudden. Evidently, you might not be the team coming out of the Western Conference. Is it time to concede that? Oh, no. Oh, no. It's a question. Needs to be asked. Because James Harden and Russell. Enough. Enough. Um, So. We see that they moved to hell and high water. They give up a ton of picks to get Russ down to Houston. I think it's a desperate move on both behalves. It's a desperate move by Russ. It's a desperate move on Russ's behalf in this regard. Russ is hurt. He's hurt because KD left him. He's hurt because Paul George left him. He's also hurt that Sam Presti and the OKC franchise were willing to trade him. Send him up north. Send his ass to Canada. So Russ, and then it's like the NBA all of a sudden turned on him. But see, the NBA tends to do that. The game changes fast, man. You know, just yesteryear, 
back to the basket big men that you drop it down to the to the block twenty times a game. That's who you're looking for. Patrick Ewing, Hakeem Olajuwon, David Robinson, Shaquille O'Neal. Will we ever see them again? Shit, it ain't looking like it. If you can't shoot the three ball, you you're you're a dinosaur. You can't evolve. Al Horford, LeBron, guys like these are evolving into to, to today's NBA. Dude, them is dudes from kind of yesterday's NBA. Allen Iverson don't work today, guys. Today's NBA, analytically, it says you shoot the three ball, you get to the basket with a layup or a floater, or you shoot the free throw. Guess who does that at an all-time rating? James Harden. Guess who does that at a very low rating? Russell Westbrook. So, ideally, how this thing would play out, because neither of these guys are going to move off the ball. To me, the guy that you get, type of guys that you get, I, I, I don't know about the stipulations involved, type of guy you get to go with James Harden over there, you get Clay Thompson. You get Bradley Beal. You don't need a volume shooter, a guy whose game is a relic to me at this point. It's from yesteryear. You shoot sub 35% from three-point line. Guess what, guys? This is 56%, I believe, in free throw. Did I get dropped? No. Yeah, I don't know what Hey, Jonathan, you there? Hello? Damn. Well, I don't know if Hello? I fell off. Yo, you there? Hello? Yeah, yeah, you hear yeah. Me? I, I mean, I don't know. My Bluetooth Damn. is tripping around. No, my shit dropped off, dude. <laughs> I was, I don't know. What, what's the last thing you last heard me say? Uh... I don't know. Damn, this fucking thing is killing me. But I don't know how this is going to work out with Russell Westbrook. I'm not sure how it works out. I I, I don't think either of them um, are a good match. I don't think either of them are a good match together. I just don't know how it plays out. James Harden does what he does at, at a very high clip. He's He gets to the line, he shoots it near 90%. He gets in the paint, he's layup or he's floater. Very high percentage. He shoots the three, 
very high percentage. So you have to ask, how does that mesh with a Russell Westbrook who does all of those things at a very low rate? I don't see how it works out, man. I do not see how it all works out. I think Russell Westbrook and James Harden collide personality-wise. In my estimation, Russell Westbrook is the type of guy that could take a back seat. We've seen Russell. We've seen Russell um, struggle to get along with Kevin Durant. You know, who's a far better player than him. You would think he would digress to a player that good. But obviously, KD. He had to uh, take off. So, Jonathan, what do you think about Russell going to Houston? 